All right, welcome to another week of the Gen X guys with Len and JD. Took hey. last week off with Thanksgiving. Um, I'm not sure why I'm explaining it, but we were. So it's been a couple of weeks. Why you wouldn't know. you? That's just a polite thing to do. Well, here we are midweek. No, not midweek. It's a Tuesday. Hey, it's close enough. Just say midweek. I'll feel better about work. There you go. Yeah. It's almost the work week's almost done. For those who yeah, only want to work till like Wednesday, the work week's almost done. Well, yeah, it, you know, it depends if you actually work on Fridays. That is true. That yeah, is true. Okay. So this week, since we're doing this on a Tuesday night and all NFL games are done, we're like, yeah. what the hell? Let's just do talk about football. Yeah. So all the games were done over the weekend. A lot of good ones. Some surprises. Not so much for others. A lot of injuries, though. I've noticed again, like. Last night in the Jaguars game, you saw Trevor Lawrence get hurt like late, um, which, you know, he got upset. I think, the fun, well, I don't know if it's the funniest part. It's kind of fucked up now that he said that. Yeah, but yeah, it's not the best wording, but yeah, go ahead. I think the most interesting part was that uh, he's literally limping off the field and limping down the freaking hallways to the back of the stadium. At no point did anybody get like, oh, I don't know, a wheelchair yeah. or a cart. Or anything like they just didn't care, dude. They're like man up and walk it off type thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he wasn't even manning up and walking off. He literally had two people helping to move him yeah. through. It's like what you they, they would have, like you know, the cart or something like that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Apparently not in Jacksonville. I don't know. It was. Uh, it doesn't feel like it. Now I guess they're they're uh, they're a little hurt for money. I mean, they did play two games out in London this year, so. And I want to travel expenses. Yeah. So, how, how was the Cleveland game? Really, that's what we're going to lead into. Yeah, let's go to the Cleveland game. It was honestly, it's not surprising. I mean, it's Flacco came in. I think played well overall. I think it's injuries are just taking a toll. I mean, I everybody always wants to say next man up, but for the Browns, we are out our starting quarterback our best offensive weapon, and last night we were still having our third and fourth string offensive tackles, and then our number one receiver goes out. And there's really only so much you can do when it comes to certain injuries just take a major toll on the team. Well, and then, you, what, your defensive end, Miles Garrett, was he was He's hurting, right? Hurt. Did he play well, any also, last night? I didn't really played. pay attention to watch the game against the Browns. We're not the Browns aren't definitely getting the pressure that they have been earlier in this year. And I think one of the other things that um we're also missing our all pro DB uh Denzel Ward. He's been out. And you can see the last two weeks the defense has struggled without him in his coverage. So we also lost our safe starting safety. So you know, it I, I yeah, it's not that injuries are never an, an excuse, but it's 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 noticeable in certain parts of the game. Also, mm-hmm. you know, on the the crappy side of, of when you watch the team, the Browns do lead the league in in drops, and it's apparent last night there's like three drops that just killed us. Um, you mean Sunday night? Sunday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sunday night. Remember, Sunday week's night. almost over. Week's almost over. Pull it together. It, it is. I, I just lost track of time. But yeah, it it's it's just what it is, and I mean, it's it, the Rams aren't a bad team. They're not a good team, but you know, just I, I I think the Browns are barely a playoff team. If we get to the playoffs, then it's it's only a good way to look at the season right now. If we get to the playoffs, we're 
defense is not good enough to be able to carry this team. Um, don't have a, a strong enough offense to keep things going. It's just if we make it to the playoffs, that's just gonna be a win for me for this year. Yeah, but, you know, it's the Browns. So that and maybe double digit wins, which we only need to win three more games. So three out of five. You know, then you know that would that'd be that'd be a pretty good season for this year, considering how everything went. Yeah. So my chiropractor is a diehard Browns fan as well. Interesting, right. enough. I don't know why I run into people who are a diehard Brown fans. You yeah. don't run into too many, but when you do, well, they're like committed. And uh, the one thing with them, oh well, yeah, he should be committed. But he he has a different take. After uh, losing everyone, his list is like, trust me, we're going to go 7-10. and 10. We're going to find a way to just lose every game possible and finish the season 7-10. and 10. And it's the Browns' way. And you know as well as he does that. The chances are probably greater that happens than the point you just made about winning three more games. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Which is sad. He's also a, an alumni of Michigan, mm. but in, and he's not an Ohio State guy, and he lives in Ohio. Okay. So it's kind of interesting, but I think because he went to Michigan, so it's understandable. But a little more balanced. I guess. Maybe I mean, you know, it's it's the Browns, dude. But um, it's what well, it is. What was some of the, you know, the, the biggest game, obviously, from my perspective, was the Niners Eagles, which oh, yeah, I still think they should have flexed that game, but they didn't. It's, it's over anyway. I was no point. They didn't. Yeah. No because, point honestly, it's by far the biggest game of the year. Yeah. And then, the Niners dominated. I mean, without a doubt. I don't know yeah. about it without a doubt. Like it started, the, the surprising thing was, was that how well the first quarter went for the Eagles, they were only up six, nothing. Right. You know, it, it, it didn't start out like that. Like it started out slow. Like I, you know, I, I didn't think it, you know, I, I was wondering how things were going to go if the, the offense, like what, how many three and outs do they have? Like it was the first two series were three and outs. Yep. Yeah. They yeah. only had the ball twice in the first quarter. Really? Yeah. And um, yeah, but then after that, it just, it just became this, once they started rolling, it was over. Both sides, offense and defense, just took over the game, and it just it was not even close. Yeah, and then of course, what in the third quarter you had the the issue where, and don't get me wrong. So Greenlaw, the linebacker, love him to death. As a Niner fan, I enjoy watching him play. But, same, but to your point or to the comment, but but he is just a full energy guy. And he will lose track of what's going on to make that extra statement. And so in this case, once again, not surprisingly, he slammed the receiver down. I think it was a receiver. Um, either way, he slammed the, the Eagle player down yeah. on the sideline. Instantly gets tagged with unsportsmanlike and 15-yard penalty, which is fine if it stopped there. But then the Eagles, of course, it's on the Eagle sideline. They all freak out. And then you get this giant head security sure, guy. Sorry. Yeah. Who shouldn't have done that? I mean, I, there's two sides of that because, look, I agree with you. I'm not going to defend Greenlaw at all. You know, he did what he did. But and then again, it, it wasn't like a completely malicious one. It was just unnecessary. Right. It was unnecessary how he did it. He didn't it, – it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a dirty hit or anything like that. It just – it was unnecessary. But honestly, somebody coming off who's not a coach, even a coach shouldn't do that, go after right. a player like that, like try to break it up. But – Sets his head of security, and he he comes in. And from everything that you hear about him, he's a good guy. From people like not within the the Eagles organization, because of course they're going to be biased, right? But um, 
but the thing is, it's still he shouldn't have got involved. And so it, I think, but like you said, it's the wrong person to, to do it to. Any other player, like if it was Warner or somebody else, they probably would have just, you know, brushed it off or something. But Greenlaw's a little bit, he's a little excitable, as you said. Yeah. yeah. So after watching that game, and I've heard differing opinions on all yours, who who do you think, I mean, in, in the NFC, not the AFC, we can go to that next, but at least okay. in the NFC side, I mean, there's a lot of teams, well, not a lot, but there's a few teams at the top. But how would you rank your top four in order? as far as the strongest teams in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl? I think it was clear 49ers are top. And I think that three-game stretch is the type of thing where I think Debo getting hurt, I think the team got kind of thrown off for that three-game stretch, which, honestly, it's one of those things with with, the, with any team. It's like you kind of want that stretch to happen in the middle of the season anyway. You know, right. very rarely teams like go perfect throughout the whole season not have a stretch of, crap, we're not doing well. And of those three games, only two of them they could have won. Yeah, yeah. Only one against Cincinnati, they just really didn't come out and play well. No, they didn't. And but I think the 49ers all year to me have been top three. I don't think they ever dropped out of top three in the NFC. Not even close. Um, and then I think the next three are pretty even. I think it's still the Eagles. I mean, there's whether they got how badly got beaten, I mean they're still that next tier team cowboys even though i i would actually put detroit above them mm. i put it in detroit above the cowboys cowboys you just don't know who they are and i know you know and kind of leads into i think, I think you don't like when in the playoffs how are they going to do in the playoffs are they going to be a first round exit because they haven't won against a, a real you know a team with a winning record or i actually what when they played against um the Seahawks, Seahawks had a winning record, but now they don't. So Correct. however you want to put it, they really haven't beaten a team that has a winning record. You know, when they go against a strong team and, you know, kind of can lead us into next week, you know, with the matchup between them and, and the Eagles, which I, I think the Eagles are going to win by double digits, to be honest. Wow. Double digits in Dallas. Was, they barely beat them in Philly. How are they going to put – dude, that's a bit of a stretch. Double I digits. Think, yeah, because I, I think part of the reason is, is because they got embarrassed this week. And I think yeah, they got, I get that you got embarrassed, but the Cowboys are going to remember the Eagles beat them. I mean, you don't, true. Have, to you don't have to worry about that. I mean, look, they'll Eagles find a way to lose. Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying they're not going to get blown by the Eagles at home. I would I be shocked. I, I, I would say between like 10 to 13. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a solid win by the Eagles. All right. Well, I'm going to remember that because I disagree with you. And and I want to know why. How do you think? So you said Detroit probably above the Cowboys. And don't get me wrong. I have my own opinions about the Cowboys historically, too. But like, and I'll go through that in a second, to be fair. But from your perspective, why is Detroit better than the Cowboys? If they played each other today, you think Detroit would beat the Cowboys? I think the one thing about the Lions that I've seen, because I I have watched them a good amount this year. I think the one thing that. I think that they're a good, well-rounded team. I, and I think that's the thing. I think they're balanced. I think they're consistent. I think golf is a much better quarterback than, than you know, everything that's happened to him, you know, like the leaving the Rams. I mean, it's like, you know, he did go to a Super Bowl. He, I think he is a top-tier quarterback. It, it, it's, But to me, it's not so much – I just don't believe in the Cowboys. And it's not to rag on him. I, you know I don't like the Cowboys. I'm not going to pretend that I do. 
that's 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 no but they're they're just not a team that I don't know like Dak and and I'm forgetting his name now the head coach McCarthy yeah McCarthy, thank you I, I like them I just don't believe it I don't believe in the team as a whole I I it just they they play up to their competition and then when it but when it comes to top competition they just they haven't shown in the last two years to really crank it up a level uh, uh, to those to those teams and or then when they make mistakes they make these mistakes that you're just like especially in the playoffs I mean how, how many times are they gonna do something that just you're like what team is this what are they thinking that they're doing in these games and it's again it, it's they definitely have the talent I mean with Parsons and even though I think Dak is a, a tier two franchise quarterback he's not at that elite echelon but I mean, you know, you, but, have, you know, right now they're putting Dak up there as, as so, well, well, we'll see. but course, again, yeah, he's in the top, he's one of the top three MVP candidates right now, based on what people are stating and what you're hearing all around there. And if you just look at his numbers as a whole, but again, it's when you put them up against competition that challenges them on defense again, you know, either offense challenges offense, it, it he goes down he's he it doesn't look good and he has weapons it's not like cd lamb's not a top three receiver in the league would you well okay as a Cowboys fan where would you a top 10 receiver yeah but you know wherever you would rank him he's still top they have a lot of weapons on offense and but it just seems like when they're that team that could beat up and look world beaters against below in average teams it's just if they come out and they soundly beat, not maybe not, I mean, soundly being like, you know, a, a good touchdown win against the Eagles, then I think I'll change my mind. But until they can beat one of those teams that will be in the NFC Championship game, which either be the Eagles or the 49ers, or in my opinion, the Lions, until they can show they can beat a team like that and actually beat them, I'm just, I don't know. They, they I just don't think that they're that team. Yeah. Well, so my top four are definitely going to be similar, right? Like Niners, definitely. Right. Eagles, too. Again, you, for me, Cowboys would be three because I just don't see, like, first first of all, Cowboys and uh, Detroit will not make the NFC Championship game in my mind. Now, if one of them, if they both face each other, then odds are one of them will get there. So, you know, that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's fair. You know, yeah. we don't know what the, the matchup will be. But, um, but to your point, like, so for Niners, I think as long as they're healthy, and again, this all comes with big ifs because everything's about health. If you're healthy, which is what you want to see, then teams battle each other and you get to see them at their top form. Um, so Niners, I feel like easily number one. They've already beaten the Cowboys and the Eagles combined like 84 to 29 in two yeah. games. I mean, they just made those That's two fine. teams that everybody talks so highly about like look like nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Detroit, I Detroit. The only challenge I have with Detroit is that they haven't looked their best these last three weeks. Like they've sure. skated by. They lost to Chicago. They, That's you know, awesome. yeah, you're right. They, they've looked bad against worse teams, even against better teams. They've played better, but those mistakes they make are going to kill them against the top tier teams. Totally. So, agree. so similar to like your point about Dallas not beating anybody on the top tier. I haven't seen Detroit. I mean, they beat Buffalo, right? What was it? Beginning of the season, they beat Buffalo. But let's be fair. Buffalo sucks. I, I um, 
overrated. Just totally overrated team. Yeah, uh, I think they need a wholesale change, but they do. Yeah. I agree. But I, I would agree with you. I think those four make sense. I mean, the top two are Niners, Eagles, followed by Cowboys in my mind, and then Detroit. But in the end, I, I would expect, to your point, like this Sunday's big game is going to be the Eagles, Cowboys, which that one's at 530 on a Sunday night. Again, mm-hmm. maybe they just didn't flex the Niners, Eagles, because they didn't want to have the Eagles two night, weeks in a row on Sunday night football, um, which is possible. Maybe that's one of the reasons why, actually. Um, yeah, you're, you're probably right. But that being said, you know, I expect Cowboys will lose, unfortunately, against the Eagles. I think it'll be close again, as usual. I think the Cowboys will yeah. once again shoot themselves in the foot late in the game and cost it for them because that's what they do. Um, and yeah, I have no faith that they can beat any real playoff team. They have shown this whole season and in the last couple that they just can't. They're they are a great regular season team. Dak's a great regular season quarterback, but he's not a playoff quarterback. If you think about it, that was the thing with Peyton Manning for years against Brady. Yeah. The Colts were the best offensive team. He was the best quarterback. Playoffs come, they'd lose. And for a variety of reasons. Yeah. It's just you are what you are. And the Cowboys historically again, since Jimmy Johnson left, have been complete shit. Take away the Barry Switzer Super Bowl, which was Jimmy Johnson's Super Bowl. I agree. They haven't done anything ever since. Never won another playoff game, or never got to the NFC title game since then. Yeah. How many wins in the playoffs? Like two? Yeah, if that. Yeah, Yeah. probably. I I can't remember off the top of my head, but because it's so small, it's not, you can't even remember it. Like you expect they lose all the time. Um, So I have no faith. Jerry Jones, great owner, horrible GM. Um, Mike McCarthy, don't think he should be coached, but whatever. Um, so, the, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't mind, though, seeing a Cowboys-Niners NFC title game because I think historically that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would just be fun. Reasons. Yeah. Um, oh, but let's, go, let's go AFC, and I'll, I'll start this time. Top four teams to the AFC for me, at least right now, and it's a little harder because it's harder to say who's there. I'd have to say right now it's probably Baltimore's one just because I love their defense. Their offense, though, to me, is still a challenge. Two would be the Dolphins um, just because of where they're at right now, I think. But they also have the same issue. They play a real team. They struggle. Three is Kansas City primarily because I don't think Kansas City's really been doing well. Like, they're they're really struggling offensively, which is a shocker. Their defense uh, is... I don't want to say carrying them, but their defense is actually their strength right now. Their offense is just well, right. Their receivers are horrible. I mean, without yeah. Kels, they have nobody. Yeah. Nobody who's yeah. doing it. I mean, they're dropping, you know, passes left and right. Yeah. And then the horrible. the fourth team for me is really a toss-up. I mean, I would have said Jaguars because they were looking good and they should have won last night, but they didn't because they lost their quarterback. Um, but I mean, I, I guess I'll stick with the Jaguars. I mean, to me, it's a toss-up at that point. It could yeah, also but, be the Colts who have been suddenly yeah. doing well with their backup QB, you know? Um, but you have Lawrence out, and he has a high ankle sprain. So, yeah. And, you know, with those at least things, three it, to six weeks, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, you know how that is. It, 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 it can carry on for how long? And by the time playoffs come, is he going to be ready? And if he's not ready, you know, are they just going to go with him just because – I mean, not to say you know let him play hurt, but you know, at a, at a certain point, it's like you know, does he give you better chances in the playoffs than a backup would? Yeah, yeah. I mean, C.J. Beathard's their backup quarterback. 
Um, and he didn't look horrible last night. He actually drove the team a few times. So they did well, but you know, it's it, still- to your point, it's going to be a tough one because they're still absent their quarterback. They were looking good. They would have had the, uh, at least by tiebreakers, had they won last night, they'd be considered the number one seed yeah. in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, so those are like, like I said, I mean, to me, it's Baltimore, Miami. You, you can almost interchange them if you want right now. Yeah, Kansas City just hasn't shown enough consistency. And then uh, after that, I mean, it's a crapshoot. You, you could take Jacksonville because of their record, but I don't. I, I, would, I think the Colts can pass them at this point. Um, hell, even the Texans. I was going to say the Texans. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, what's funny is coming into this year, it would have been who would have thought that AFC would have been so like unclear at the yeah. top, right? I mean, I, I totally agree with your your point about Kansas City. They're just not. I mean, you can always say the whole thing: if you have Mahomes, you have a chance, right? Right. I mean, it's happening, and their defense is playing well, so you can't. You know, you're you're still saying. We're, I think we're both still saying that they're they're a top three team in the league in in the AFC, right. and they could win a Super Bowl. I, I don't. I don't. The way they're playing right now, I don't think that they can battle with the 49ers or the Eagles. Like I think they'll get soundly beaten. But um, I agree. I, I don't think there's really a strong team. I think if you look at overall rankings, I would put three teams ahead of. NFC teams ahead of AFC teams. I, yep. I I agree with you with with Baltimore. They have the defense, and but their offense again is still not that strong. It's right, just, they play the Niners in two weeks, mm-hmm. which will be the real telltale if they're actually even a capable team for both teams. Really, the Niners just yeah. continue to prove their dominance, and for Baltimore to show which they have to come to San Francisco for that one. So that's yeah. going to be a challenge. Be a good challenge. But yeah, I I, I mean and. Of course, you know, I might bias against them, but I it just their offense just doesn't, you know, if they go against as, as again, it's about it's gonna be about matchups. Yeah, they can beat up on a lot of other teams, but if they go against a team like a 49er defense or teams that have a solid or even like a Kansas City defense, I don't see them getting past Kansas City because I don't think that they can match up with their defense. No, but even that, like, and then when you look at some of the teams that drops, I mean, the Jets are the easy one to look at, you know. With, with what happened, but you lose your starting quarterback and especially a quarterback like Rogers second play of the season. It's just, but, and then there's the teams that are the major disappointments and that's like Buffalo, but it's also the chargers. Dude, so let me ask you this. Cause you bring up an interesting point. So when you mentioned the chargers court, the coach is garbage. Um, They're the West mean, Coast Buffalo bills. Yeah. Yeah. But even worse, um, I think worse. But uh, do you think Herbert's a top-tier quarterback? Like, to me, I always hear that he is, and I'm like, what has he done? He got the team to the playoffs once. They lost to the Raiders. Um, or they lost to the Raiders yeah. and missed the playoffs. They've been to the playoffs. They haven't won. And he's always... They're the it, build. It, I mean, it, it could be the coach, right? It could be what's keeping him down. But I just don't have the faith that, like, like I don't see him being some... You know, he's top 15, don't get me wrong, but he's on the low side of the top 15. Arm talent's off the charts. And I get tired of that arm talent shit because to me, it's like, dude, first no, off, yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, no, does he have I know what you're saying? I'm just saying, I get tired of it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying. He has, he has all the tools, you know, all, again, those type of things that you can say, all the cliche terms that everybody uses. Yeah, he 100%, but 
I don't think he is. I think he's like, I think Josh Allen is the best comparison when you kind of look at them because they, they both have the big arm, they can run, they're big guys, blah, blah, blah. And But Josh Allen had, you know, his two, maybe three season run of being like an MVP type candidate. Herbert, I don't think has had that yet. I don't, I think he's kind of like where Josh Allen is right now, where you're like, man, he's really, oh no, he's not that good. You know, there's, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen to me is overrated too. He's a big body. And like they, you like don't turnovers. How yeah. does he? He's too, too reckless. Many. Too and, many. It's not, and it's not just interceptions. I mean, he has like as many fumbles. Yeah. And as big as he is, but I mean, again, he being the size of a linebacker, he kind of gets a little too reckless. And people are like, "Oh, well, his body can take it." But yeah, but he can't hold on to the ball. He fumbled how much? Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is an example of a team that needs to move on from its coach. Oh, definitely. I mean, Sean McDermott. Did some great stuff, but he could never get him over the hump. And you you have to realize, and this is you see this in basketball a lot. Teams that weren't great, but uh, you know, you knew they had the skill, but they could never get past that motion. Whether it's you know the Lakers and Phil Jackson coming in and suddenly they can win titles, or Steve Kerr coming in, the Warriors suddenly can win titles, and you know so forth. Um, oh, it's happened like, in the NFL too. John Gruden coming in. Yeah, John Gruden came into Tampa yeah, yeah. and won the Super Bowl with them, and yeah. you know. Tony Dungy ended up winning yeah. one with the Colts. So, you know, they both actually won on that one. Um, Which is funny because it's like, again, it's not so much that he's a bad coach. It just may not be a good fit for that team. Right. Yeah. It, it's players he has. Although the coach for the Chargers is garbage, but because uh, he makes it, and he's garbage as a coach, to be clear, people, you know, not as a person. As a person, yeah, it, yeah. As a coach, his decision making and what he does just doesn't make sense. And it, I'm not asking someone to follow a set plan, but you just common sense stuff. Like he yeah. misses that. Like he doesn't have a fucking clue, and uh, and it kills me. But um, but yeah. yeah. And so let's talk about the Jets real quick because Aaron Rodgers has been working his ass off to get himself better. The team is four and eight. They can't even get a quarterback to want to play apparently this week. Although that you know it's conflicting information about that. If Wilson, yeah had said no when they said we might have you start this week. He's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, but now there's reports that no, he he did say he'd play. Uh, understandably why he's kind of himself pushing back. I would too. You've been benched multiple times. The last time you were benched, they dropped you all the way to third. They didn't even give you a chance just to be the backup. They just said, forget it. We're done. And now they're turning back to you. Um, but like, honestly, even do you though expect he, uh, Aaron Rodgers are going to show up this year? You know the worst part is, you know how he had that twenty day, twenty one day practice window. They just opened. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you know if if he came back and then he found out he was able to play right after that? Guess who? Guess what team it'll be against? Take a wild guess on the schedule. Packers. Browns. Oh, okay. I thought we were going with like his former. Oh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. He would actually come back. It, like it looks like if you were to come back like the next week, it would be against the fucking Browns. Of hmm. course. And then, you know, and knowing somebody like Rodgers, if he comes back into play, he's just going to be Rodgers. But possibly. I mean, that offensive line is horrible. I mean, just much, bad. Yeah, really bad. Like, that's I, But I could see him wanting to come in to get reps before the end of the season. True. You know, that's, I think we play them the second to last game of the season. Or so, just to prove a point that what he did point. proved that you can get healthy quicker. You don't and have I to wait. Doing that more than any other reason. 
you know, the anti-vaxxer in him is, you know, he wants to push that narrative. You guys are wrong. I'm right. Medical science sucks. Screw the CDC. There you go. He's a flat earther. Put it up here. You know, he's never said flat earth. He's a flat earther. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I just love moving with that too. Yeah. Well, so interesting is, so in this week, this week's matchups, like we mentioned, we got the Cowboys and Eagles. That'll be the Sunday night game. There's actually two Monday night games this week coming up, which is interesting. Um, I don't know why, because it just makes no sense. But um, And then, of course, this Thursday, we have the Patriots and Steelers. Now, we want to talk about a team that's complete shit and a coach needs to go. That would be the Patriots. Like, first off, the coach, the, you know, they keep screwing up their quarterbacking situation. They have no, it almost seems like he has no plan. And, uh, and they're like the worst they've ever been since I think prior to him starting as yep. head coach. So at what point as an owner, and maybe it's this year, um, you say, okay, you've completely run out of your effectiveness at this point. It's time to step away. Like tell him he needs to step away. Says straight up firing him so he can have the dignity of saying, I'm going to step away, take a break, and do something else. Um, do you think, well, okay, well, but why would you say that? He's not a player. Do you think, I mean, we, you know, what type of coach he is. And yeah. honestly, I don't care what coach you are. If you don't have a franchise quarterback, you're not going to win in the league. I mean, you, you well, you, you can get to 500 at least, dude. You're telling know. me you can't get to 500 with a, a, an okay quarterback. Are you saying that? Dude, they won 10 games with Mac Jones this first year. I know. And, and yeah, and, and and right. And I'm not saying that they're not having a bad year this year. They're having the worst year that he's ever had as a coach and, you know, in how many years for them. But why do you only give a coach like him one year? Well, no, you last think- year they were horrible too. Right. So this is but, year two. Well, no, 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 you're no. looking at the progression. They are going down. They aren't getting better. They're going down. If you're you trending down, it's you time to get on. one more year. No, gone. Gone. Really? Yeah. McCarthy keeps his job for how long so that he can't do anything but He's winning regular season games. They don't win the playoffs. He should have been gone two years ago, too. Don't get me started on that. You know, I only brought that up to antagonize you. It doesn't antagonize me. You're just using the wrong example. Yeah, if you I want know. me to like agree I, with I don't you. know. I, I, I I think it's I know people will say that Brady it's obvious that Brady made uh Belichick, which I don't agree with at all. I, I mean think- I think you to, to be to do what they did, you need to have a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback to, to pull a 20 year run like they did. End of discussion. I, I I don't you can't have one without the other. Right, they needed each other as much as because again, part of the rags that people had on Brady is he won because of a kicker, he won because of defense, he won because of all these reasons, and yeah, he, he did win a few because of the kicker. Adam Vinatieri was the greatest kicker ever, right? Clutch, yeah, exactly. And so I, I, I don't, I don't buy into the thing that Brady carried Belichick because that's not true. I mean, Brady had you know a top defense behind him almost the whole time he was there, and we all know Belichick focuses on defense; he still right. does. Always has. I, I just, but without having a franchise quarterback, yeah, the team is going down, and it's one of those spirals. But I don't know. I, I guess you know. Let me ask you this then. So with Belichick, he's also the GM, right? So he. So then, to your point, all right. Say down as a GM would be one thing. Yeah. So then, okay. If the craft comes to him and goes, "Hey, 
we'll keep you as coach, but you're no longer GM. That I that I think would be a compromise right now for him to focus. Back would on he the- do it? Would he do it? For a guy who's that- had total control for 20 years, could he just suddenly give it up? Who knows? I don't know. I, I don't think he uh, you know. You know That's the answer. What you said, Neither do you. I do. He won't. He can't because you can't have total domination and total control and then suddenly give it up and say, well, I'll let someone else kind of really decide what players I get and then I'll just work through that. Like he wants it's worked for him, to your point. Right. He won six Super Bowls doing all of this. And now you want him to suddenly cut free. It's like, nah. He'll he'll step aside. That'll get him to actually step aside. And then he'll probably go end up at the freaking commanders. Right. And he'll be running the Washington team because they have new ownership and they want a big name because Ron Rivera is garbage. And uh, they'll just bring in someone like uh, Belichick to commanders or maybe he goes to another team. I don't know. But, you know, I I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's just it's just hard when you look at a, a coach who's had that much success, who's having a bad run. And they are. I mean, they're, they're, I agree. I don't really follow the, the, the Patriots as much as I probably should have this year because no, it's in Boston. Like nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares about that either. Apologize to Boston fans, but I no, don't care. No, you don't. No, you um, don't. No, I, like, don't. I don't care. But to your point, like, so I guess that was my point. Like, Kraft needs to come and tell him to save his dignity, so to speak, because of all the years he put in there. Like, Kraft could be like, "Look, we're just going to go a different direction. The team's at the bottom. You have to rebuild. Let's just rebuild from everything." Like. Go ahead. Maybe you can find a team that's already in a more competitive state. You can go coach and give yourself a chance to win more Super Bowls. But realistically, you know, it's not working. We we have no real good draft picks. We have no real structure. Our quarterback situation is complete flux. And he, I mean, think about last year, dude. He literally had two defensive coordinators calling the offense. Yeah. That's just supposed to show how, like, in my mind, it's like, dude, is he really understanding what's going on anymore? Yeah. I'm not saying he's senile. But I'm just saying, has he lost? Like, has he gotten so arrogant now? Like, he thinks anything can work, and now uh, it's, know, it's you know, there is some. One of his old offensive coordinators is, you know, looking for a job right now. Which one? He's had a few. I mean, yes, I know who yeah, you're talking yeah. about, but yeah, no, that's exactly what I was talking yeah. about. Yeah, I don't think the hey, he 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 went back there after he got fired from Denver. Yeah, he's a great offensive coordinator. He, he is. is not a head coach. He's not a head coach. True. They could bring him back because he's the one that coached Mac Jones when they got their their win. So technically, I, yes, you're right. That could work. I, again, I don't disagree with what you're saying. That sometimes you have to do that change. I, it's. I mean, nothing's forever, dude. No, no, no. But I mean, the thing is, is that, he, I, and I wonder, you know, maybe you know, in the comments or people can comment about who are who are New England fans. You know, what they feel. You know, would there would there be a little bit of a pushback, even though they're doing poorly this year on firing Belichick. I can see yeah, him point. dropping the GM. I, 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 I agree with you though. I, I agree that him dropping the GM role and him focusing just on the team and the coaching side of things, just getting the team back in order and moving in the right direction and not, not doing stupid crap like they've been doing. Like they, they don't look like, a Belichick team. And I think that might be part of the whole thing is that maybe it's time for him to focus just on coaching right now, you know, to get this ship straightened again. But or just retire. You know, he's going to, yeah. Or it, maybe it is. You know, maybe I'm just also saying because, you know, it's like it's like all these guys that we, we have been seeing, you know, for the last 20 years, 
25 years, you know, everybody's retiring. You know, we yeah. how many a lot of these players that we remember are, you know, they're they're in booths now, you know, and you just see it. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's even when you're young and you grew up watching players, you know, even into your early 20s and 30s, and they're all retiring at that point in your life, yeah. too. I mean, it's cyclical. You're going to always see these great players last period of time and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and organizations come and go. Like Niners dominated the 80s and a good board and almost in all of the 90s. Yeah. First half and, of the you know, they are basically the Patriots before the Patriots and they fell down. Like mm-hmm. it all happens, but the question is the difference with the Niners was they lost their owner and that yeah. caused the whole okay. problem for yeah. a decade. Whereas at least Kraft's still there. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to make the change, you have some stability. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Like I said, I mean, to me, they're the worst team. They are probably playing as the worst. They literally lost six to nothing to the Chargers. They are the worst team in football right now, hands down. Yeah. And uh, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah. um, but yeah, that game's it's this Thursday night. So that's a that's going to have low ratings. <laughs> and the Steelers are going to be without Pickett supposedly. So and they're maybe which maybe isn't so bad. Um, they got destroyed by Arizona. Yeah, I'm surprised by Arizona because Arizona you thought was going to tank because they wanted to get like Caleb Williams out of USC or someone along that line. But yeah, the, I don't know. Part, part owner of the team, Caleb Williams. Yeah, that pretty much ended his run. And then what happens? He, he said just, that he went to crap after that. Yeah, he did. Well, That's what I'm about to say. He lost like four straight games and he got worse in every game. Mm-hmm. And now he's not yeah. even going to the Holiday Bowl, which that I get. Like. Why bother? It's it's not one of the big ones. It's going to hurt him. Yeah. It's not one of the big ones, and why get an injury, right? Yeah. So, but, you know, we could do a whole discussion around the overvalue of players in general, like the Mr. Like something you mentioned earlier, like the big arm quarterbacks and whatnot. Um, You know, they have these sort of tangibles that they're always looking for, big arms and all this other stuff. And it's like. Get fixated on it, though. They do. And who are the quarterbacks that are, you know, some of the greats of all time that were picked late? I mean, Brady is the biggest example right there of being a six rounder. Um, Montana was like a third or fourth rounder. Like he wasn't even expected. Like you see some of these quarterbacks who tend to be, who don't fit the prototypical bullshit that the NFL scouts love to talk so much about. Like well, look at Mahomes. He wasn't like, he was no. a like 10. He was picked at 10. He was picked at 10, but he's still first rounder. So I know, but I'm, I'm just saying though. I mean, even even yeah. with that, even with somebody like him, it's they look at the like you said, they look for these things that these tangible things that they can point at. Where well, look at Jalen Hurts, he was what a third rounder, mm-hmm. right? And Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, who's right now leading the NFL in many statistical categories. Best, but except you know they won't yeah. put him in the MVP consideration. They do now. He's actually. DraftKings has him ranked as the highest, as the uh, number he one. Moved him up? Okay, okay. Because number one, he was, he was like six or something like that. Yeah, no, this week they've now moved him up to the top. Like they put him as the favorite. You know what the interesting stat that they showed? They were showing a stat about the MVPs in there because one of the knocks against Purdy is that because of the talent he has around him, yards after the catch. But right. they were showing every MVP for the last like six years. Including Rodgers, Mahomes, everybody, 
they all had more a larger percent of their yards after the catch than Purdy does right now. Like Purdy's right. like less than fifty percent of his yards is after catch, where all these others were like mid fifties, and even I think Rogers one year was like sixty percent of his yards or like fifty eight percent of right. his yards after catch. So a lot of the narrative about that, but then again. Again, it goes back to the whole thing, like I said earlier about the head coach and the quarterback. You're not going to have a year like that. It's very rare that you're going to have a year like his without having weapons, without right. having a CMC and a Diva. You know, you're you're not. You're you know that, but that's what what makes it impressive is, is the fact that he's maintaining it. Like all the knocks that you had against him last year, like oh wait, till everybody gets the film on him and everything like that. And it's like, nah, you know, we're week what twelve right now or thirteen, come into fourteen. Week 14 this week, yep. Yeah, it's week 14. And now nah, he, he's at that level, so they're... But I get, and that to, your, to that, that's my point, right? Like, they're missing the more intangibles. Like, to me, um, Jay Cutler, right? Great example. Perfect example. He was picked first round by the Bears. He played for either Purdue or Vanderbilt. I can't remember who it was in college. Yeah. Never had a winning season. But he was this great quarterback and all these things. And in Art the Cutler. end, he Art wasn't Cutler. even... Yeah, he wasn't even a great quarterback, right? Like he he was serviceable most seasons, but not great at all. And uh, but the scouts looked at exactly what you said: arm talent. They looked at size, like they want a certain size, want arm talent. Yeah, look at Drew Brees, small guy, right? In comparison, and yeah, yeah, Jim Drunkenmiller. That's that's the best one right there. He he was pushing. He could pull a car. Okay, great. He's strong. It's fantastic. Stupid, but the, the, it's amazing that the scouts continue to make these bad decisions. Like Caleb Williams, okay, out of USC, he's going to be one of the top three taken, most likely. Um, his stocks dropped a little bit, but he's going to be one of the top three, probably the yeah. first one, depending on the team. And, and I like the kid, but reality is, is he's never played an NFL style offense. He's always in the shotgun, so you know, and he's hasn't shown in those big games to succeed. To me, those are all red flags. Like, can he pull off those games? And if he can't, like, if he can't make those throws and he makes, and he's getting picked a lot this year, especially late in the season, um, maybe he lost some interest, to be fair. I don't know. Hopefully not. But like him, I would see is like, I wouldn't pick him like with my number one pick if I was a GM. Like, if I need a quarterback, I wouldn't pick him. Um, now, question is, who would I pick? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. and I'm just using it as an example. I mean, yeah, I agree, to, be, I agree. to be honest with you, there's probably more to him than just that. And I haven't dug that deep. I'm just doing from my visuals of what I've seen. Yeah. Um, but the point is, like, he is the prototypical. Has to be there. He's the next Patrick Mahomes. Is he though? Like, you know, you know and, and that's the thing. Again, with us growing up watching Montana, it's it's not that Montana did anything special in the fourth quarter at those times. He. It was no different to him than the first quarter. He was accurate. But but he he was consistent. Nothing about him changed. He didn't choke. I always look at the intangible thing is the best analogy I always have is free throws in the NBA. There are players who on the court can barely do 70% at, at the free throw line, right? Or, you know, have like bad numbers, but... They'll show them in practice hitting free throw after free throw, like 90, 95% of free throws. Because, you know, in practice, there's no pressure. You're, you're, you're loose. You're just, you're, you're going through the motions. But once you put them in the game, it's like J.R. Smith when he was with the Cavs, especially. 
You have him doing some fall fade away three guys on him three pointer, and he'll make it every time. But you give him a wide open three where he has like a half a second to set and shoot, he'll miss it every time. Yeah, and, you get, so you got another player. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, but I, I, the point I'm making is that I think for quarterbacks like Mahomes, he always is just relaxed. I don't think he's so much the quote unquote arm talent, which he has, but I think it's the matter of that he doesn't like panic. He just sits yeah. back there and he plays. And I think that's when you want to have that franchise quarterback, that's what you need to have is the one who's not going to turn the ball over at the worst time. That's why, like, when you look at, like, a Josh Allen, it's just he doesn't – it's just – it's the mental part. And and I think that's what you see with Purdy. It's like he's just going out there playing. It's yep. the, the moment's not too big for him. When he needs to play, he's just doing it. And exactly. that he's also consistent. It's how he plays in the first quarter is how he plays in the fourth quarter right now. And I think yep. that's like when you, when you look at a Brady, when you look at those top – and I'm not comparing Purdy with Brady before anybody says anything stupid like that. But when you look at – You don't any stupid stuff. Go on. I say a lot of stupid stuff. That's beside the point, though. But, again, it, it's still – when you look at those quarterbacks that can win at that level, like who are those Hall of Fame quarterbacks, it's because they, they're consistent. You know, they, they don't – it's not that they rise up to the occasion. It's no. They're, they play the same. Yeah, and everybody else falls. It's like the favorite one is you know the um, '89 Super Bowl against Cincinnati with, with Montana. It's he came out. It's like huh, there's Sean Candy, like yeah. casual, like nothing. And it, but one of the things it did in the huddle was everybody just kind of went like, oh, it's just another, it's just another drive. And it wasn't yeah. that. It, it, and Cincinnati was the one who choked. Right. You know, they they tightened up. They they made their mistakes, and the Fort Niners just played their football game. Yep. That was the difference. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, but yeah, I mean, in the end, that's what you know. Like I always get a kick out of that. Like so, these teams with these quarterbacks and whatnot, like it's a hit and miss. I get that. You're not always going to get lucky. Like even the kid out of the Giants have starting now, um, whose name I cannot remember, Um, but he's a rookie. Oh, Devito. uh, Is it Devito? Devito, Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 Tommy Devito. Yeah, he's uh he's looked pretty good, and that's not who they expected. Like they didn't pick that. So sometimes, and depending how he does, I mean, again, it's only been three games, so who knows? Maybe they're going to get lucky, and this will be a quarterback that they're going to have who actually can run an offense. Yeah, they could get lucky, and then again, it'll go against everything else that scouts do, which is where my point was. For scouts, they need to change their mindset. They got to stop thinking from this old school way of like they have to have a big arm because it's already been proven time and time again through history that some of the best quarterbacks are the ones you never expected. Kurt Warner never drafted, right? I mean, these are Brady was players. on the start. What's that? Brady. He was no. drafted. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying Brady, we, you know, he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Got him by accident. There's a lot of these quarterbacks that got him by accident. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Brady was slow, you know, during the uh, combine and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. But does that matter? Like, at the time, they thought it mattered. And that's why he got pixel late. But in reality, it's like he got rid of the ball quick. He knew he played within the game and he didn't try, you know. So there's all these other things. That's why I say, like, he played for Michigan and he did well in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Like, CJ Stroud played great for Ohio State. And he's doing, re- and he's transitioned well for Houston. So, um, so you know, you you got that to me is like it's not so much about the program because even Purdy, Iowa State, right? Um, 
he just played well there. Like yeah. you just got to look for those things and less about like, oh, it's a big school. This kid looks gifted and go from there. But, but so, you, get, you get focused on that too much. You're right. Exactly. So that said, um, for this week, how do you, we already talked about Dallas and Philly because that's sort of the big game. How about from, I mean, there's not really many big games, I think, for this week's games. Um, I mean, from a matchup standpoint, there's no, there's I mean, no right I mean, now, Buffalo, right. Kansas City is the only other one that might be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, that's the only one. And then maybe the Packers and Giants on Monday night because it's interesting. I mean, the other game is Tennessee-Miami, but I, I would expect Miami to roll them. There's really not – I mean, you look at Ravens-Rams. Rams, you know, they're not a bad team. They're just not a good team. They're just that team that's like borderline. They are they might make the playoffs, but if they don't, it's not surprising. Well, right. And right now, where are the Rams sitting at? They're sitting in the eighth spot. So, I mean, they're tied with the Vikings and the Packers at 6-6, six and six, and even the Seahawks. But, yeah. I mean, they could sneak in. They could. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if they sneak in, they'll sneak in as what the six seed. So, yeah. Um, and the Falcons, whatever. That's a, once again, that division's garbage. Yeah. Um, second year in a row, that division has just been because what was it? Tampa Bay won it last year with what seven wins? No, eight, went eight, nine, or something like that. It was. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's sad. You know, looking at uh, the other team that in in we lost the Browns lost them was uh, Broncos aren't that bad either. No, they've turned it up till they lost this last game. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, but who are they playing this week? They're playing the Chargers, so I I don't see that as being a good game. And well, it's divisional, divisional games usually are fun. Yeah. yeah, and Chargers are actually favored by three. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It could yeah, be they're at home, but still. Probably. I mean, three is almost a wash at that point. Yeah, I agree. But then you have the Lions and Bears. So we talked about the Bears being the Lions before. It'll be interesting. Now they're playing in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see how the Lions do because they have struggled. Actually, I take it back. I keep forgetting. They actually beat the Bears. They came back and beat them, but they probably should have lost to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their, their games, for the most part, when they lose... In the three games they've lost, other than the Ravens, which destroyed them, yeah, um, most of their games have been competitive. Like they haven't really blown any teams out. Right, right. Even when they beat the Chiefs, it wasn't the Bills, but Detroit and Chiefs when they faced each other at the beginning of the season. It was twenty-one twenty, right? So yeah, that's all we had. Yeah. So it, anyway, Detroit's like I said, a team that wins a lot of games, just like the Eagles were by you know a single score. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the, it'll be interesting to see because right now the Lions are uh, favored, or uh, yeah, favored by. They lost too. It was another, but again, to your point, it's a divisional game. Yeah. They lost uh, Green Bay. Yep. And then Texans Jets. That that's just fun to watch in the sense of I just want to see how bad the Jets lose, which is sad. But they have no quarterback. But also, see, I, I I've enjoyed watching Stroud play. I mean, if you watch him, he. He's jumping off right. It's just he's playing at at a really high level, and it's surprising because again, it's it's almost like Watson back when you know when he had almost five thousand yards passing. It, it's like the team around him isn't playing well, but he is. Right. So it, it'll be interesting to see how you know how they finish out the year, and then definitely how they're going to look next year. 
actually they're seven and five. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. They are. All right. So as we wrap this up, let me ask you who's going to win Browns or Jaguars. I know I'm asking you and it's your team, the Browns, but I don't know. I, I have an opinion. I think, I think it depends. If Lawrence doesn't play, he's not. Get, not a high yeah, he's not, now. I, I'd have to say the Browns, but should win. Should. They're in Cleveland. They are in Cleveland, so you have you to know, if, if Denzel Ward actually comes back this week, then I think we'll we'll win. Got it. Okay. I, I, I kind of agree I, with you. I, I, I would expect the Browns to win, but yeah, it's the Browns. So yeah, I I would never bet money on them. I don't care what, what, what the situation is. I'm not going to bet money on them. Well, that's true. And then another interesting matchup that I think is Vikings-Raiders because the Raiders had won two in a row. And, you know, when they changed coaches and then right. now they've suddenly lost, you know, what was it, two in a row as well. Yeah. Um, and they're facing the Vikings, which Vikings were doing well and now they've lost two in a row. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Dobbs isn't, I mean, same thing happened. He went to Arizona initially, wins his first game. He goes to Minnesota, does that. It's just. Someone brought up a good point, and I hadn't even thought about this. And I'm probably listening on another sports show had mentioned this. And uh, they're like, did you ever notice that Dobbs is great when he comes in as no, they run a simple offense. Mm -hmm. The minute they start adding more layers to it, that's when they fall apart. So maybe what Minnesota needs to do is just strip it down to super simple, and he'll make plays, and they'll win. Because maybe that's, that's just how he works best. Maybe, you know, let again, him work. Again, when he, it's we saw the same thing in Cleveland with him. You know, he's limited, and I guess they they let him go because of we thought that would you know with the rookie quarterback maybe he was going to be a good backup. But again, yeah, he went to Arizona for like without like you know without that much um, practice, and he came in and he beat the Steelers. Yeah, and you know, but then went downhill and then he comes into Minnesota like doesn't even know anybody's name and you know he does well for for basically eight days yeah two games then, in a row yeah. looking really good and then then they added more and now he had to think of him not that he had to think more but now they may have overdone it too much and he's just not they need to simplify it so we'll see I right. think either and it's, and it's not to put him down it's just maybe that's you know he is limited. He's yeah. you know it's just he is what he is. And but you have to. But again, that's the coach. You have to put him in situation to win. Exactly. All right. Last question for you. Since um, we're at this point in the season, it's week fourteen. I'm going to ask you who are the two teams based on everything where things stand today. Who are the two teams you expect to be in the AFC title game and the two for the NFC title game? NFC. I I I think easy. It's 49ers Eagles. I mean, or that's what it should be. Again, depends upon where they, you know. If they finish one, two, then yeah, you have a high probability yeah. that it'd be and it should be. I don't see them not. Um, but again, it, it depends. This weekend will really be will really tell tell us because True. you know, depending upon what happens with with the Eagles, Cowboys. But I definitely think it's going to be them. AFC, I think it will be the Chiefs mainly, only because I think because they. I think it'll be Chiefs Ravens, hmm. um, and only because I think they have Harbaugh. You know, has his experience in the, in the postseason. I think he can get him there. I think if it depends on who the Ravens match up against, you know, I, I think that will determine how far they go. I again, 
if they play a really good defense early, then I I don't see the progression, but I, I can easily see it being a Ravens Chiefs. Yep. So I'll agree with you on the NFC. I, I would expect a rematch, Niners Philly again. Um, but as far as the AFC, I have a different thought. My thinking is it's going to be a Miami Ravens. I think Miami doesn't have a difficult finishing schedule, so we'll still finish top one, top one or two. And I can see the Dolphins getting there against the Ravens. I don't think Kansas City's going to get there this year. This is, at least right now, again, this is all based on what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, Miami will, theoretically has struggled against strong teams, so you could see a potential Niner Ravens Super Bowl. But Lamar yeah. Jackson also struggles in the playoffs, so honestly, it could be two totally yeah, different I, teams. I, I, like I right now, I'll stick with Miami and Baltimore, but it, in my mind, I could see it being the Chiefs against the Dolphins uh, most likely. I feel like Baltimore will blow it. Like they always do. That's another team that always blows it. I I don't disagree. I I can see that just as likely. And again, I think it also will, in the AFC, it's going to depend upon how the matchups go and the seedings. I think more important than the injuries. Yep. And injuries injuries will play a big part. Yeah. But I really think that it's going to be matchups, like how they match up against it. I think, like, you know, Kansas City, Miami. I give the edge to Kansas City just because of the defense. I think that when you yeah. slow down Miami a little bit, and it just seems like the the you know they just they come to a halt. You know they don't have an offense. Yep, I agree. Yeah, so. I agree. Well, well, great. Well, this was fun this week. Yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see how our projections pan out for the ones how we did. Wrong make. We are. Yeah, we'll probably be all wrong. All wrong. Uh, totally wrong about everything. Exactly. Well, great. Well, I appreciate everybody joining us this week. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. Again, remember to just follow us and like and leave comments if you have any thoughts, and we'll chat with you next week. Yeah. Take care, everyone. See ya.